turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, senior pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family. Good morning to guests and friends who have joined us, uh, not only here in the sanctuary, but online as the service is being live-streamed. The title of the message today is The Silence of God. The Silence of God. It has been my experience and that of countless people who believe in the God of the Bible that when we need a word from the Lord, sometimes God is silent. When we need an answer from the throne of grace, Sometimes God is silent. When we need a word of hope in a hopeless situation, sometimes God is silent. When we need a message of mercy in a messed up set of circumstances, sometimes God is silent. When we want God to say something, anything, yes, no, maybe, not now, wait a while, God is silent. But it's good to discover that this was the experience of many believers in God in the scriptures. Listen to King David, a man after God's own heart, in Psalm 83 and verse 1. David says, O God, do not remain silent. Do not turn a deaf ear. Do not stand aloof, O God. Has this not been the experience of of many of us? See, if it isn't, just keep on living, and you will soon experience that there are times in your Christian life when God is silent. This, of course, goes against the message of some health and wealth preachers, who tell us that if we have faith in God, we will be healthy and wealthy. Now, King David's experience goes against our treating God as some sort of cosmic bellhop. We tell him how to hop, and he just goes there. And so some will say, just tell him what you want, honey, and he'll give it to you. In spite of such views, Scripture says 
and our experience affirms that there are times when God is silent. Sometimes God reveals himself to us in in, uh, strange ways and in ordinary ways. He makes known himself to us in situations where we do need him. But God also conceals himself. Isaiah chapter 4 to 5 and verse 15 says, Truly, you are a God who has been hiding himself, the God and Savior of Israel. I'm sure many of the religious Jews, because they are secular Jews, but many of the religious Jews in Israel and across the world, after the brutal massacre of 1,200 Jews, are asking, God, where are you when we need you? You have made a promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and we need you at this time, but we somehow can't hear you. You seem to be silent. And the same is true of multitudes of families trying to deal with the horrors of gun violence in our country. The statistics are almost beyond belief. There have been 597 mass shootings in 2023. And a mass shooting is a shooting where there are four victims. 35,000 human beings created in the image of God have been killed by gun violence so far in 2023 in the United States. More than 600 people die every day from gun violence. Each day, 12 children die from gun violence in this country. And guns are the leading cause of death among children and teens. Can you imagine the grief experienced by family members who have lost loved ones to gun violence? And our political leaders in the United States Congress seem incapable or not um, wanting to do anything to protect us from assault weapons which take so many lives. Tragic things happen daily in the U.S. for which there are no answers or no easy solutions. And God appears to be silent. What can we learn from those times when it appears that God is silent? There are three lessons we can learn from the silence of God. Number one, a lesson of frustration. It is frustrating to want answers for life's most difficult questions and not to have those answers forthcoming. It is frustrating to get knocked down like Job, strung up like Jesus, picked on like Elijah, and messed over like some of you have been. It is frustrating to expect God's help and instead get only silence. It is frustrating to hear no explanation and to be left alone in silence to try to figure out for ourselves what we have done, if anything, to bring about the situation that confronts us. Everything seems to be going good, 
for you, and then you find yourself downsized out of a job. Or you find yourself in a hospital undergoing serious surgery. Or you are faced with the sudden death of a loved one. Life seems so unfair, and to top it off, God appears to be silent. A seminar professor who came down with cancer 20 years earlier, but had been in remission four times, was asked how he would explain the fact that he is still alive. His reply was, that's a mystery. I have stopped seeking explanations because we are left after all our rational searches with an impenetrable mystery. I've learned that I must believe in spite of rather than because of, if I am to believe at all. Christianity, he explained, was once to me a system of truths to be believed and laws to obey. Fighting cancer for over 20 years has changed that, he said. I now understand my faith as a faltering trust in a God I barely understand. My faith now is rooted in an experience of receiving daily life as a sheer gift of God's grace. End of quote. It is frustrating to try to piece together in your mind what it is you are going through. To understand what it is that is happening to you. Why it is you're feeling that way while wondering all at the same time where God is. What is God doing and why God isn't saying anything? How did God let this happen to me in the first place? That is too much for the human mind to try to understand when you are in the trials and the tribulations of life. And it leads to frustration. Look at Job on the ash heap asking questions and getting no answers. Job 23, 2 through 5 says, My complaint today is still a bitter one. And I try hard not to groan aloud. If only I knew where to find God, I would go to his court. I would lay out my case and present my arguments. Then I would listen to his reply and understand what he says to me. Frustration. And Job also in, in verses 8 through 12 of the same chapter, he says, I go east, but he's not there. I go west, but I cannot find him. I do not see him in the north, for he's hidden. I look to the south, but he is concealed. But he knows where I am going. And when he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. 
for I have stayed on God's paths. I have followed his ways and not turned aside. I have not departed from his commands, but have treasured his word more than daily food. Frustration. But look at the prophet Elijah running for his life because Queen Jezebel was intent on killing him for what he had done to the prophets of Baal and Mount Carmel. First Kings chapter 19, 3 and 4 says, Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree, and prayed that he might die. Take my life. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I'm no better than my ancestors who have already died. And look at Jesus on the cross. With undeserved punishment and unrelenting pain. And God was silent. Psalm 22, 1 and 2 uh, which is a psalm about his crucifixion. He cries out, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? I've cried desperately for help, but still it does not come. During the day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. I call at night, but get no rest. And that's a frustration again. And look at Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in his kitchen late into the night, trying to hear from heaven, trying to get some answers with his family under the threat of death and the civil rights movement seemingly unraveling at the seams. And God is silent. That's frustrating. Frustrating to hear no response and to be left alone to try to figure out what we have done to bring on that feeling of isolation. And the psalmist asks in Psalm 10 and verse 1, Why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? But the second lesson that we can learn is that God uses silence to communicate with us. We are a noise-oriented culture. We get up in the morning to clock radios. We turn on the TV for Good Morning America, the morning news, the weather report, and the traffic reports. We ride to work listening to the radio, whether um, on the car radio or we get it on our, on our cell phones. We even have background music in department stores to help us spend our money. We have music in the movies to let us know what is going on. There's chase music, love music, flight music. We are not noise-oriented culture. We come home in the evening and turn on the TV just for background noise. We even have a timer on our smart TV to turn itself off after it has put us to sleep. 
We are such a noise-oriented culture that sometimes God has to use silence just in order to communicate with us and to get our attention. Sometimes God wants us to shut up so that we can hear his voice and God will keep silent to get us to listen more attentively. Listen to our prayers and, and hear just how foolish and selfish some of them are. Listen to God's conversation with Elijah, his, his prophet, in 1 Kings 19, 9 through 13. It says, while Elijah was on Mount Sinai, the Lord asked, Elijah, why are you here? He answered, Lord, God, all-powerful, I've always done my best to obey you. But your people have broken their solemn promise to you. They have torn down your altars and killed all of your prophets except me. And now they are even trying to kill me. Go out and stand on the mountain, the Lord replied. I want you to be there when I pass by. All at once, a strong wind shook the mountain and shattered the rocks. But the Lord was not in the wind. Next, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Then there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. Finally, there's a gentle breeze, or as the NIV says, a gentle whisper, and Elijah heard it. God often speaks in still, in a still small voice, a gentle whisper that you can't hear when there is a lot of noise around you. When we are speaking to God, we don't have to shout and make a lot of noise as though we are trying to wake him up. And God does not shout at us either because he knows we are not deaf. Learn to listen, my brothers and sisters, for our God's gentle whisper as you seek his help, his direction, and his words of encouragement. But the ultimate lesson is the lesson of anticipation. That's where we pull everything together. You see, that is learning how to wait with expectancy, although you can neither hear from heaven at that moment, nor see what God is doing at that moment. We, we need always to keep in mind that God is still on the throne, that God is doing something about our situation in his own way and in his own time, and that we will understand what God is doing one of these days. We could say by and by. Anticipation. That God is fixing my situation right now, even though I can't see how. Anticipation that while I'm trying to figure it out, God has already worked it out. Learn how to wait with expectancy that God is doing something about your situation. As Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, For we live by faith not by sight. 
You see, I believe in the sun even when it is not shining. And I believe in God even when he is silent. We need to learn how to wait on the Lord with expectancy, believing that God is still on the throne. As a sovereign Lord of the universe, God always has another move. We need to always anticipate that God will make a move that we cannot see or understand. We may feel forsaken at times. We may even think that God doesn't care. But the psalmist reminds us in Psalm 46, 1 and 2. It says that God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. If you're going through a difficult situation right now, my message to you is, hold on. God is still God. And his promise never to leave nor forsake you is sure. Hold on. God will not let you down. God cares about you. God walks beside you. God is right now working something out in your life. It won't be much longer. The battle is just about over. The course is nearly finished. Remember, brothers and sisters, that God sees all. He hears all. He knows all. Nothing escapes his attention. He is above all and beyond all. He is the supreme authority over everything and everybody. His word is final and nothing can alter it and nobody can change it. Nobody is above him nor like him. He always was, he is, and he always will be. So regardless of what you may be going through, regardless of what you may be encountering, God is still God. Although the storms in your life may be fierce, although you may be in poor health, God is still God. Although you have faced great disappointments in your life, although you may not understand what is happening, remember that God is still God. Although your situation may be discouraging, although you may be physically exhausted, and although you may have shed a lot of tears, remember that God is still God. Although there seems to be no way out of your dilemma, although your prayers seem to go unanswered, God is still God, and he will not let you down as one of his children. And don't forget, there's no problem which God cannot solve. There's no situation which God cannot change. There's no sorrow which God cannot comfort. There are no crises which God cannot handle. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He knows just how much you can bear. Though the load gets heavy, you're never left alone to bear it. Ask for the strength to keep on toiling. Though the teardrops fall, you have the joy of this assurance. The Heavenly Father will always answer prayer. And he knows, yes, he knows just how much you can bear. Amen. Amen.
Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 2-4. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 10.30 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.